Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So I live by a freeway overpass. I can cross it and go to stores and it's about 10 or 11.30 p.m. at night and foggy and I wanted to grab some food. I decided to go somewhere where I needed to cross the overpass or walk almost a mile extra to get around. At the end of the overpass too is my city's largest cemetery. So I'm walking and I get to the halfway point of the bridge and I see a, a male form in all black with a black hood on. It looks like the person was wearing a hoodie or something, and I just had this oh shit feeling about this, but continued walking anyway. Out of nowhere though, I, I see this thing hop over the overpass. I screamed, but hacked up phlegm instead, and my asshole puckered, and I seriously started to cry and ran to the spot. If this thing jumped, it would have hit the grass median that divided the freeway. But when I got there... I saw nothing. Nothing at all. I stood there and looked and ran across the overpass and saw nothing on the other side too. No thud, no honking, no screeching of tires. I stood there sweating in 36 degree weather in a panic. And once I convinced myself that I had just hallucinated, I, I continued walking. I get my food and I head back and I get to the end of the overpass to walk back and got hit with just complete dread. It was out of nowhere and I'm trying to remain calm and listen to my footsteps on the pavement. And then I heard it. Shuffling of a 
another person's feet. I swing around and see nothing. I was the only person on the overpass. I continue walking and can hear footsteps on the wet pavement. I would stop and I would hear additional footsteps too. Well, that's it. I decided to walk in a jogging pace at this point. I'm a good 250 feet from home and I'm moving and I hear the footsteps behind me again. Honestly, I'm about to lose it and I'm at the edge of the overpass before it hits my street. There's a large puddle at the corner and I still can't see anything but I can hear it all. I stomp into the puddle and run across the street and then I heard a splash in the puddle and footsteps too. At this point, I'm near my house and I'm still turning around and constantly seeing nothing. I cross the road and still hear mine and another person's footsteps. I hit my driveway and yell, you're not welcome here and immediately the footsteps stopped. The worst part about all of this was me fumbling for my keys with my hands frozen and trying to unlock my door, thinking that I was about to get murdered or something. I have no clue what the fuck I encountered that night, but man, it was creepy. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So my parents divorced when I was really young. I do remember after the divorce that they both lived in apartments in the middle of Tennessee. Well, not long before I was to start kindergarten, my mum remarried to my stepdad and we moved to a small house in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. About uh, 30 miles outside of Birmingham. It was in a good school district and near my stepdad's family who would be helping with my brand new little sister. This was actually a, a really exciting time for my other little sister and me and we finally had cousins, aunts and uncles and grandparents that we would get to see all the time instead of travelling for the holidays to New England or Florida only once or twice a year. We didn't even care that they were all step-family. We were just happy to be around other people. The cousins that we saw most were Brady and Micah. Their mum and our mum worked odd jobs to make ends meet and helped each other out with childcare while my stepdad worked as a truck driver and Uncle Randy worked as an EMT ambulance driver. So our house was a, an odd setup. We lived in a little two-room house that actually sat almost right behind a large old farmhouse that no one lived in. Whenever Brady and Micah would come and visit, we would always end up going through the house and always wondered why it was uh, still set up like a house since no one lived there. 
The beds in the bedrooms were made. Uh, there were a couple of plates in the sink in the kitchen for the last few years. Uh, it was like someone just left for work one day and never came home. So after a day of playing in the house, I found a plate in the kitchen that I thought was very pretty. I knew that we were about to go visit my grandparents in Florida for the summer and thought that it would be a perfect gift for my Southern Belle plate-collecting grandmother. I took it back home and my mum helped me clean it and get it ready that evening before sending me off to bed. After my mum sent me to bed, she followed her nightly routine of smoking a cigarette, dumping the ashtray, sweeping off the porch before locking it, and then watching the nightly news before going to bed herself. While she was in bed, she kept smelling a, a burning cigarette, though. She couldn't figure out why, though, and even got up to check the garbage to make sure that her last one was not still lit. And it wasn't. So, she went back to bed. She's almost asleep, convinced that the smell is just stuck in her nose, when all the lights in her room turn on. She turns to get out of bed and comes face to face with me, standing next to her bed, clutching my blanket and crying. She asks me why I turned on all the lights, and I just break down crying and barely get the words out. I say that I didn't turn on any lights, not even the ones in our room or in the living room. Carolyn did it. I told her to stop and turn the lights back off, but she just laughed at me. My mum was really confused and asked who Carolyn was. I explained that Carolyn is my friend that I made. Normally, she just turns on some lights at night. She didn't have lights in her house next door until she was six like me and likes to play with them. But when I tell her to stop and go home to sleep, she turns off the lights and walks away. But tonight, she turned on all the lights and when I told her to stop, she laughed at me and walked into our closet instead of going home. And now, she doesn't want to leave, even though I want her to, and she made fun of me. My mum got out of bed and picked me up and as she was carrying me back to my room, she quickly discovered that every light, I mean every lamp, every ceiling light, even the pool chain lamp under the kitchen counter, they were all on. She took me to my room and laid me in bed and checked the closet just to make sure that Carolyn wasn't in there and turned off the bedroom light so that my sisters wouldn't wake up. She went out into the hall and reached for the light switch, but before she could even touch it, Every light in the house just went off. Mum was convinced that we had lost power, so she hit the light switch to check, and the whole light came back on like normal. As odd as it was, she just put it down to faulty electrics and went back to bed. As she laid in bed, the cigarette smell came back though, and she sat up trying to remember if she smelled it while dealing with me, or if she was just uh, too preoccupied and freaked out to notice. While she was trying to remember, she heard the screen door to the back porch open and slam shut again. Of course, she knew that she had locked it before going to bed, so she wasted no more time and picked up the phone and called Uncle Randy, since this was before the prevalence of cell phones and it wasn't like my stepdad would be able to make it from Arkansas back to Alabama in any time quick enough for the circumstances anyway. So, for 12 minutes, my mum just sat frozen in her bed, scared to move listening for any other sign of an intruder or that of any of the three of us had woken up. Then she heard a car pull up into the driveway, followed by Randy banging on the screen door and yelling her name. She ran to the kitchen and threw open the back door, turned on the back porch lights, and immediately saw it. Between her and Randy 
were about 20 burnt cigarette butts and cigarette ashes just strewn across the floor that she had just cleaned an hour before and a locked screen door. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay, so for starters, I'm, I'm 22 and I moved into this very nice apartment about four months ago. During the first three months there, there was nothing even remotely strange happening that I can recall. Not a noise in the night or anything mysteriously falling or anything like that, which makes these encounters just even weirder for me for some reason. Also, I, I should add that I have never had any paranormal encounters or even slight interest in the paranormal until now. So... About two weeks ago is where everything started to get really bizarre, and that's really the only word that I can use to describe what's been happening to me. Two weeks ago I was finishing up a movie, and I remember the time being 1am on the dot, and I turned out all the lights and went to the bathroom like I have every night since I moved in, and when I flicked on the light, I, I saw a man flash before my eyes, who had what looked like a, a top hat on, but it wasn't quite a top hat. I don't know what to call it, but he had some kind of black on his face and the rest was white. Not pale, but completely white. His hands were too, and he had what looked like uh, an old trench coat type of deal. I don't remember anything else, really, and when I flicked on the light, he was there for about a quarter of a second, and he looked very, very malevolent, and it wasn't just the fact that I had uh, just seen a scary man in my bathroom at 1am that got me. When I looked into his eyes, I, I really felt this evilness that I just can't really describe. Which is kind of why I, I guess I'm sharing this here in the first place, because I'm, uh, I'm scared of it. I screamed at the top of my lungs, obviously, and I can honestly say that I've never done that before. I ran and flicked on my living room light and slept on the couch that night with the TV on. The next day, I, I tried to make myself believe that it was just a hallucination, but it was just so extremely vivid. It wasn't like a ghost or anything, it was straight up what looked like a physical body just standing in my bathroom. The day after the sighting, I was working on my computer too, until I heard what sounded like one of my glass cups just breaking in the kitchen. It scared the shit out of me too, because it was pretty loud, and I went to go and check it out, and... I was pretty fearful to do so because I knew it might have something to do with what I saw the day before. I got into the kitchen and I saw a framed photo laying face down with glass pieces around it. This was one of my favorite things that I own too. One of my dear friends gave it to me a week before she left for Stockholm. It was just a picture of us in front of the Colosseum. 
we both love everything about Italy, and I know it's not much, but it was very special to me and holds a place in my heart. So when I saw it on the ground, I honestly wasn't even scared. I was just sad as fuck. The picture itself was ripped down the middle too, literally almost splitting the two of us in the picture. I was, uh, I was angry because I remember yelling fuck you because I know it must have done it because I put that picture up the day I moved in. Over the next week, nothing happened except for one night. I was sleeping and I woke up and I was terrified, honestly, because I haven't woke up in the middle of the night since I was pretty much a kid. I'm a great sleeper. So I, I looked around my room and nothing was there. But about 15 seconds after, I, I heard what sounded like something come from my living room and fade out into my kitchen. It was a a really weird sound, but it was kind of like sprinting. I didn't say a word, and I laid in bed trying not to move the blankets to make a noise. I can honestly say that I was more scared than when I was in the bathroom. My heart must have been beating 160 beats a minute. I stayed up for the next hour and a half, too, until I just accidentally fell asleep. This was dumb of me, I know, because it could have been an actual robber or something, and... I just stayed in bed, but I, I can't even tell you how terrified I was in that moment. Everything was intact in my apartment the next day, too. The night after that, I, I slept on my couch and I woke up to a noise which I, uh, I could not explain to you if you had a gun to my head. It sounded just absolutely nauseating. It sounded like it was coming from my bedroom, but I couldn't really tell. All my lights were on, so I was definitely less scared, but I sat up because I knew that I wouldn't be able to sleep after that. When I sat up, I, I noticed that there was a, a minuscule amount of blood on my pants. I pulled down my pants to see what it was from, and there were scratch marks that had three streaks. I was bleeding, not a lot, but it was definitely fresh. I was freaked out, obviously, because... I definitely did not have those marks the day before. I went to the kitchen to clean myself up, not even looking in the bathroom's direction on my way there. And ever since then, every so often, I, I was hearing that same sound that I heard before. But however I describe the noise, it's not going to do it justice of just how truly unsettling it was. But it was almost like a, a little melody in a high-pitched raspy man's voice. I really can't afford to move right now, but this thing is obviously malicious. This is just really odd, so I don't expect straight up help from any of you guys, but rather I, I just hope you can tell me what you would do in my situation. Update 1 So, thanks to everybody who's been offering me advice. Uh, it really makes me feel a lot better to have access to people with such knowledge of the paranormal. I've been listening to the audio from last night and I didn't hear anything at all and I'll update you guys if uh, anything happens. Update 2. Hey guys, uh, my coat rack just pretty much flew across the room. I'm, uh, I'm getting kind of scared as this seems to be uh, progressing badly. Should I use some sage or something? I'm getting a bit desperate. Uh, I heard sage can sometimes uh, make things worse though. I'm also going to try and record audio tonight again. I'll update you guys. Update 3. 
so the bathroom door just slammed hard and I heard things hitting the wall and when I worked up the courage to finally open the door, my medicine cabinet was wide open and everything was just thrown into the bathtub. This is getting too real for me and I just can't really handle this anymore. People are saying not to show out fear but to be honest with you, I'm scared all day every day, just waiting for the next thing to happen now. I, uh, I might ask to stay out of friends for a bit but what's that going to do? Eventually, I have to come back to my apartment. I need to get rid of whatever this is. Pronto. Update 4. Hey, I was laying on my couch and I put my glass of water down next to me on the floor and when I went to go and reach it to get it, it was just completely gone. And I still haven't found it. Like, I only took three sips of it and put it down. I mean, where could it have gone? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Okay, so uh, my first story is actually my friend's story. During the time that these things took place, we were all high school students. This is all happening in Florida, by the way. I already knew about uh, skinwalkers and the like, but when these things happened to me, I, I wasn't sure if it really was a skinwalker or something else. I've noticed that most of the people who tell me that they've experienced the same phenomenon live in the area that I do, and my friend is no exception. His name is Jay. Jay lives about 10 minutes away from me. She told me that in her bus that there's this one area they drive by to drop this kid off and she said that she doesn't know why but it just gives her the creeps. Well, she told me that one early morning, it was still dark outside, when they were driving in that area to pick him up, all the kids in the bus and the driver saw this weird ass deer running along the bus. It didn't run away from the bus, Instead, it ran beside it. She said that it looked weird as hell. You know all the usual shit about it, looking like some sort of humanoid deer because it just didn't look right. Like its limbs were bent in an awkward way and she said its eyes were really freaky. Thing is, is that my friend didn't know jack shit about skinwalkers or any of that mumbo jumbo, so I got pretty big chills from that. I tried being reasonable though, because, you know, maybe she just saw a regular deer and since it was dark she just got confused or something. Besides, it's Florida. I don't think we're supposed to get that type of stuff down here, right? However, Jay swore up and down that it wasn't like a normal deer. She said that they all saw it too and the bus driver even slowed down to get a better look at it because everyone was weirded out by it and it was basically pandemonium. After a while, it ran off and disappeared. Jay couldn't have made this up too because, like I said before, she doesn't really know anything about skinwalkers or the goat man or whatever it could have been. So, anyway, I get freaked out because, well, here I am knowing about fucking skinwalkers and the goat man and my friend is clueless thinking that she's just telling a regular story about some freaky-ass deer demon, so I asked her... 
Do you know what skinwalkers are? She just looked at me and said, What's that? I googled it and showed her those depictions of skinwalkers and she goes, Yeah, that's what I saw, except it had the head of a deer. She kept on saying it didn't look like an animal or a human and that after a while the kid from that bus stop just didn't come back. Now, a couple of years before she told me this story, I found myself one night sitting in my backyard like really early, uh, maybe three in the morning or so because I was just thinking about personal things. I was just kind of chilling and enjoying the silence when all of a sudden I hear this really freaky ass echoing scream from really far away. The only way I can describe it is as if it was like a, a woman and a cat were trapped together inside of a bag and screaming like they were about to get murdered. I know mountain lions, foxes and owls are a thing and they make some weird ass mating calls but I've looked that shit up trying to debunk myself and it just didn't sound anything like that. Like, usually you'd be able to tell if it's an animal, right? It's just common sense. But like my friend said before, that shit just didn't sound animal or human. It just sounded really fucking unnatural and weird. Now, me being me, I was pretty unfazed at first. A little concerned, yeah. Like, at first it was really far away and I just thought it was a woman and I actually thought that they might be killing people on the streets at 3am or something. The thing is, though, is that that shit traveled fast. It was freaky as fuck and... The closer it got, the more weird and unnatural it sounded too. It only took me a couple of seconds to realize that that shit ain't a woman and it ain't a cat either. Because while those things were going down, I was going through it in my head like, what the hell is that? This thing went from sounding like it was a, a couple of miles away to being in my fucking neighborhood and I swear like under five seconds. It was really fucking weird because... One second, it sounded so far away, and then the next, it sounded like it was in my street. To be honest, I, I almost shit myself, and the second I stood up to leave, the scream just stopped. Like, it just dead-ass stopped, and I'm really thinking at this point that it's in the front of my house or something. I walked as calmly as possible back inside and locked the doors, and the scream was back to being far away again. It was weird as hell that night. I've also uh, heard scraping and tapping on my window some nights, usually around the same time. I'd say uh, 2 to 4 o'clock in the morning time frame, and I've seen black figures that weren't affected by light outside of my house too. To add details to these things so that you can get a feel for it, Basically what happened is that I was doing a project for class and since I procrastinate like a pro, I'm up until 2am. I go to wash my hands from all the graphite and as the water is running I, I hear a scraping against one of the bathroom doors that leads to my backyard. Now most of the door is made up of these uh, glass panels that kind of make everything look like a bunch of blurry goops if you try to see out of it. And for a split second I thought I noticed something pointy and ash grey scraping against the window. It almost looked ghost-like, I'd say, and I turned off the water and waited a little bit, and it comes back and scrapes against the window again. I'm trying not to freak out, but my hands are shaking at this point. It's stupid, but I actually whispered, what are you doing, while my voice trembled. It stopped, and 
I didn't hear anything except what sounded like someone walking by the window in my room every now and then. It continued that way for some nights too, off and on, and I would be hearing footsteps by my window and even a tap or two as well. Sometimes I, I just ignored them and other times I, I looked out to see if someone was there, but there was never anyone. Another night, I had been outside in my backyard again after having a rough day, and it was maybe three or so in the morning, and I'm sitting outside on the trampoline just relaxing. I suddenly notice, though, that it's absolutely dead quiet. Like, that kind of uneasy silence that almost feels like a vacuum. I get this feeling of dread, like I'm being watched, and I snap my head to the left and catch a glimpse of a, a humanoid black figure ducking under the other side of my fence immediately. I'm a little freaked out because I noticed this thing was pure black. Like, the streetlight nearby didn't even hit it at all. It almost looked cartoony if that makes any sense because it's like the laws of physics just didn't even apply to this thing. Now, I would think that I would be crazy if it wasn't for a lot of uh, kids in my school and around the area that I've told this to that have apparently all experienced the same shit. One girl told me that she also heard tapping on her windows at night and even heard the screaming. It freaked me out because she explained it the same way that I did. She said it sounded like a woman or a cat, but not really like either. Another one of my friends who lives really close by told me that she saw dark figures in the woods and heard the screaming too. Pretty much everyone has heard this screaming and it sounded the same. And that's the thing, it's... It's in completely different time frames. And that's what's weird because everyone's voice sounds different. So how could she describe the same thing that I did? So after discussing it with a few friends, we all agreed from that point on that our town was just fucking haunted. But I don't know. I mean, if there's any animal that sounds like that, I want to know because that shit just didn't sound like anything that I've heard before. So... I'd like to be enlightened. The only person I've heard of who's seen anything remotely specific is my first friend from Art who went on that bus and apparently it's like really bad to talk about skinwalkers and even worse if you see them. Apparently it's like bad mojo or something. I know from what I've read too that these things are said to be able to travel really quickly. So thinking about that made it seem like what we experienced was a skinwalker. But to be honest, I, I really hope that there's a, just a logical explanation that we aren't aware of. Also, uh, today I asked my co-worker, who's also my friend in high school and lives nearby too, and he got all spooked and said that he's seen and heard the same things. He's very spiritual though and often has visions and whatnot, and he told me that he believes that they're doing dark magic in the woods because of a dream that he had about some hooded group sacrificing a woman and a cat or something. Which is kind of freaky because it also turns out that behind our local dog park there's a, a patch of woods with some uh, really shifty shit in there. I was shown this by an acquaintance during my freshman year who lives a couple of streets away. Down the path in the woods after some time of walking there's this huge cross that's just smack dab in the middle of nowhere. It's basically raw crooked ass wood just nailed together into a cross with a a rope hanging from where you would put your hands if you were getting crucified or something. It's huge too, and whenever I decide to check it out, I, 
I always feel uneasy, like this feeling that if I stay for too long, something bad will happen. It doesn't look like a grave or anything, to be honest, but who knows? Anyway, uh, he says that I'm not the first person that he knows who's told me about experiences like this, and he's also had uh, his own experiences with this humanoid figure. He says that he saw one and it turned and looked at him directly in the eyes if it immediately knew what he was looking at. And so, uh, basically, we, we just don't fuck with shit in the woods anymore. My father died in 2008 when I had just completed my high schooling and we were in enormous amounts of debt. I still am in poverty, but that story can be told another day. So, to continue my studies, uh, I needed to find work and for three years I sold picados on the street and taught little children maths. In 2012, I was recruited into an ISP in our small town to work the night shift. During the interview, I was particularly asked if I would feel scared to stay alone at night in the third story of the enormous building with one security guard in the ground floor. I was never comfortable, but I needed the job. Plus, being at a night shift, I could attend my college during the day and all that. So, I worked in that office between February of 2012 to August of 2013, and during this time, I, I never got curious to ask anyone why no one wanted to work at night. I heard, before me, that someone used to work at night, but he just left abruptly. My work was to pick calls from clients who would have problems with their internet connection and provide simple solutions. Anything complex, and I had to note down their names and address and pass the list to my senior via email, and technicians would take care of them during the next day. It was a simple job, and I wouldn't receive many calls, and so, by 11, I would just spread out a thick blanket on the floor and fall asleep with the receivers beside my head in case somebody phoned. June 2013, though, was the month that I found out why no one was ready to work at night. That night, the security guard with whom I had developed a very close friendship came to the third floor and asked me if he could sleep in my room as there were too many mosquitoes in the ground floor. Understand that he was supposed to stay awake, but he used to take advantage of my altitude and sleep every night, and the whole building had no security camera. Anyway, we were both sleeping in the same room. The two receivers were on either sides of my head, and the lights were turned off. I had locked the door loosely, keeping the lights on in the corridor. And at 3am, I woke up to a sound as if someone was walking with his feet dragging to the floor. It was a really strange sound and really loud too. I was facing the door and could see the light on the other side of the door through the thin gap between the floor and the door. I stayed down staring directly at the gap trying to understand what or who it was and as I waited the sound got louder and louder and soon I, I saw feet of someone crossing my door. My heartbeat got faster but I thought that it must have been the security guard but... When I looked behind me, he was fast asleep. My blood froze at this and the sound started to get louder again and soon the feet appeared near my door. This time, instead of just crossing my door, it stopped there too and didn't move. I waited for whoever it was to move away, but he wouldn't. And then I, I did the stupidest thing. I thought it could be an intruder, and instead of waking up the security guard quickly, I tiptoed to the door while 
The thing still stood there and pulled it open suddenly. And there was no one, but a gust of wind hit my face, causing me to get goosebumps all over. I woke up the guard now and explained to him everything. He took out his torch and turned on all the lights and searched the whole building, but couldn't find anyone. Finally, he, he came to me and said that it could be a demon. Well, after that, I, I couldn't sleep again. I dropped messages to those who worked during the day explaining this shit too, and I reached the office the next day a little early to catch the others. This was when the story started to emerge too. But one explained to me that he had the night shift a few days and he would always hear someone climbing up and down the stairs in the middle of the night. Another said that he saw a chair being moved around from one corner of the terrace to another by something that wasn't visible. And that was apparently why no one would like to work at night and stayed there for more than a year. I left the company in August after they gave me an increment of $3 after working for more than one year. They used to pay me 54 a month, and yes, I know, the salary is scarier than the story, but I needed to grasp anything that I could find to complete my bachelor's degree. I used to attend college in the morning and teach from afternoon to twilight and then go to the office. The cost of education and staying alive plunged me into further debt from which I'm yet to recover completely. But they install cameras in the office these days, and I sometimes wonder if they've been uh, able to capture anything. I have plans to upload my personal paranormal stories, uh, including this one, to my newly opened channel, Many Realities, someday, where I share strange but real stories of people around the world that defy explanation. I'd love to see you there, but that was my story, and man, it was weird. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. 
The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.